Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. It's Friday. It is the, the last is it the first day Friday? of the first week. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. New Year's Day was Saturday, right? So yeah, it's the, it was. It's That's the right. first Friday of the new year. Of the new year. Here we are. We've it's gone through a exciting. complete... After today, it's a complete week. Ooh, ooh, before I forget, on January 15th, 2022, okay. at Livingston, we were having the In His Presence singing at 7 p.m., and we would just love for anybody in the area on that date to come out and sing with us, praising God in song that night. If you happen to be listening to this podcast a little after that date... Be sure to go to our website, www.christiansmeethere.org, to find out what's going on right now. Yeah, that'd be a great thing All to the do. information at christiansmeethere.org. But it's Friday. Let me tell you what's going on right now. Right now. Matthew 18. All right. The last little bit of Matthew 18. I'm going to read verse 21 all the way to the end of the chapter. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. This is one of the just remarkable parables to me. I mean, it it gets me every time Mm. um, to... See how the Lord values forgiveness. And isn't it interesting, Edwin, that where this chapter began asking about the greatest, which I, I feel like we've kind of made the point, that speaks to a pride issue that needs to be addressed. I, we, we might have mentioned that once or twice. That when you get here to the end of the chapter and a question about, okay, I'm supposed to forgive, but how often do I need to forgive? I think also speaks to a pride issue. We, we we may not see it that way at first. I mean, if I'm really sinned against multiple times, if the same person keeps um, striking me in the face, how many times am I going to keep turning the other cheek, right? I just keep getting sinned against. And, and we even read a moment ago, or a moment ago, yesterday, right, about kind of a, a, a process of trying to restore a sinner, Right. Uh, but but to put limits on it, which seems to be what Peter is doing, you know, that, that has to be addressed. Think about the flow. 
as I as we said yesterday, most often when we hear this thing about go talk to your brother alone, then take one or two, then bring the whole church, then if they don't listen, let them be to you as a tax collector or a Gentile. We today often pulling that paragraph out and even in preaching our sermons, view it as the passage that's about just to make it as crass as we can, getting rid of a sheep. How do we get rid of a sheep? Okay. What we said yesterday is, no, this is about the extraordinary links we go to to bring a sheep back. Mm-hmm. To, to The sheep had gone astray. Get a sheep who's gone astray to yeah. come to repentance and to forgive them. Now, I want you to follow the flow. We often think it's about, how do I cut the sheep off? How do I get a bad sheep out? But when Peter was done hearing Jesus teaching about that, his question was, well, well but how often should I forgive them? Right. He actually saw Jesus teaching about getting a person to repentance and forgiveness forgiveness and restoration. How often should I do this? I mean, you know, if I go to him and seven times and, you know, I think Peter probably thought he was just being just amazingly merciful. I mean, okay, Lord, I've heard it. What? Seven times. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that the the number of the divine, the number of the complete? complete. It's seven times. God might forgive someone seven times. And Jesus response is, no, I'm not saying seven times. Yeah. I'm saying 77 times. Is this more of this hyperbole and metaphor? Hyperbole and metaphor, although well, certainly it seems like another figure of speech. Oh, to me. certainly, there's so a where I'm going with that. I don't, I don't think that's literal. Surely. No, it's not literal because he's not saying he's not saying. Okay, I've been counting. Yeah, keep and, track of all the different offenses. And you know what? You've left the fold seventy-seven times now, and that's this is it. This is it. You do this again, we're leaving you out there. Uh, but I also and and. I don't think we're supposed to say, well, you know what, you know what, just in case we miscounted, we'll do it 78 times. But but now look, we've <laughs> we've we've done it 78 that times. That could be legalism right there. We've I don't it, know, we've done but it, it could be. We've done it 78 times, and you do this again, and we're done with you. Yeah. At the same time, I think Jesus may be calling to mind a contrast. Back in Genesis, remember when Cain was worried about, you know, God, you've now cursed me, and anybody who sees me, they're gonna they're gonna murder me. They'll and, kill me. I'm cursed of God. And God declares, if anyone attacks Cain, he will be avenged sevenfold. That's God's declaration. Yeah, that's right. That's not Cain saying, I'm gonna take vengeance on someone sevenfold. No. That's God saying, you know what, you attack Cain, I'm gonna avenge you sevenfold. A little bit later, there's this fellow named Lamech. Mm-hmm. who decides to take his own vengeance. He does. And in fact, he decides, you know what, the vengeance that went against Cain, was, or not against Cain, but on Cain's behalf, wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. I've decided that if you come against me, sevenfold vengeance isn't enough. It's going to be 77-fold. Mm. What Jesus does is he turns that on its head because Peter comes back, well, should I forgive? Not not should I seek sevenfold vengeance, but should I seek sevenfold forgiveness? Jesus says, no, not Sevenfold, seventy-sevenfold, seventy-seven, and so what a ba- great callback! Yeah, back in Genesis, you've got God's declaration of "I will take sevenfold vengeance on this person," and then man saying, "Well, I'm going to take seventy-sevenfold." Mm-hmm. Now, in our account, we've got man saying, "Well, I'm willing to forgive up to seven times," and God saying, "You need to do it up to seventy-seven times." 77 times. <laughs> so it's kind of that reversal. Well, and the story told certain certainly shows that kind of reversal and the the willingness and the. Uh, benevolence of God to forgive, to forgive what really cannot, I mean, how could you forgive this? So we've got the story of debts, and we kind of understand debts, although we don't use a lot of the same denominations and monetary accounting system that we're reading about here, but this idea of owing someone 10,000 talents 
Does your versus denarii. Does your Bible have a footnote on that talent? Like how much it would be worth or yeah. something? Does it? Not that one. Okay, mine does. A talent was a monetary unit worth about 20 years wages for a laborer. Yeah. Okay, 10,000 talents then would be about 200,000 years worth of wages wages. for a laborer. And you contrast that with the denarii, that is a day's wage, 100 denarii, 100 days labor. (laughs) 100 days of labor. So and look, here's one of the things, we, I think we and say. I think we got to get a handle on that so that we can appreciate just what we're talking about: forgiving versus why or not forgiving. A hundred days' wages, by the way, is nothing to sneeze at. That's a third of a year. I mean, it's not, but you know, all things being equal, you'll probably live long enough to do that if someone will be patient with you. Well, but but my point is. I think sometimes, or at least I have, as I came to this parable, it's like, oh, well, this thing they've done to me is no biggie. But that's not the point. I mean, a third of a year, that's a big deal. That's a big, and if you're going to tell me a third of a year is not a big deal, then you just, I'll I'll just go to the elders now and say, Andrew has said that you can take a third of his annual salary and just give it to me. Right. I mean, we both think that's a big deal. Yeah. And so that is hard to forgive and it's tough to deal with that. But now, like you pointed out, comparatively. Well, and and here's the interesting thing, too, because that fellow with the denarii, the the third of a year, 100 days, he's not even asking to be forgiven, right? Isn't he just seeking patience? Well, neither one of them asked to be forgiven. Yeah. They both asked for patience. Now, that's what blows my mind. The guy with 10,000 talents, he doesn't say, (laughs) will you please forgive me? He says, look, could you just give me time? If you just gave me time, I'll pay. Look, I'll work double hard. And in in 100,000 years, I'll have it paid off. Well, it's like it's, we're talking about numbers here that's more money than than you can imagine, you know, a whole a whole nation, kind of like national debt, a whole nation's treasury. That's exactly right. When we're talking about deficit spending of five trillion dollars and all this ridiculous, we can't even fathom that number. But I mean, but it's a, like that. If you actually owed, if you actually owed somebody five trillion dollars, a billion you know, here, a billion there. Sooner or later, you're talking about and, serious money. And they think and they think you're good for it. <laughs> Well, and the, the king, so here's where the shocking thing is. So again, we often say, the, well, these parables are just coming from everyday life. Let me tell you what did not happen every day. <laughs> a king did not find a steward who had stolen 200,000 years worth of wages from him and said, you know what? I'll forgive you. Yeah. That did not, that did not happen in daily life. This is an extraordinary king who has humbled himself and he looks at the least and the last and the lowly and he says i will forgive i'll pay the cost because that's understand that's what forgiveness is forgiveness Mm -hmm. is a person saying i'll cover the cost that's a really good point i'll cover the cost i won't make you pay the cost and it's fascinating to me that he asks for patience but the king gives him forgiveness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then he turns around and he sees this other guy who owes him a small small amount in fact where do you In think comparison. That where do you think that hundred denarii came from? <laughs> you think maybe it was part of the the two hundred thousand, the, the ten thousand talents, yeah. the two hundred thousand. I know where I'll start recouping this money right away. Yeah, I'll Let's start go recouping get this. this. And well, yeah, think about that. It's the idea that hey, I've been forgiven. Now when I get this money back that I've loaned to people, it's mine. Mm. I don't have to pay back. Mm. We can understand if the king had said, you know what, I'll be patient with you. Start paying me back for him to go out and start hitting up the servants that he might have loaned right. some money to. Right. He's, he's trying to pay it back. He's trying to get that money back. 
but he's been forgiven. Been forgiven. And the king says, you, you couldn't go out and do the same thing? Yeah, he has no mercy, but insists upon sending this man to prison. And here, think about this. What gives me the power to forgive? Yeah. The fact that I have been forgiven. Yeah. No, I appreciate what you're saying. That the the, the the um when you're comparing, I guess, these amounts that have been forgiven, it's not that he wasn't really owed something, but in comparison to what he has been forgiven, mm-hmm. he should have he should have found the grace. That's the lesson. You've received this grace, you've received this mercy, and from this inestimable inestimable reservoir of grace, you have some for your fellow man. And when God has offered that kind of grace and that kind of humility, which we read from Philippians demonstrating how God did that through Jesus and the humility that he offered, how can we not be changed like that to become like him? Which gets us back to where we were when we were talking about the greatest. Yeah. Who is actually the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Mm-hmm. The king of heaven. The king of heaven. And is. this is how our king behaves. Mm-hmm. If if we're really concerned about being great in the kingdom, it means becoming like the king. So graciously forgiving? Seven yeah, seventy-seven <laughs> fold. Seventy seven. Which fold. again is that it's not here's the literal number. It is the idea yeah. of remember it's really remember how much you've been forgiven and offer that to others. It's terrifying to me at the end of this, in verse 34 and 35, and his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. That the king was so serious about this, he's going to deliver him to torturers to pay something he'll never live long enough to pay. Go back to what Jesus had said to the apostles when they first asked. He said, even if, if, if you, you people who are arguing about which one of you is the greatest, if you don't stop this nonsense, you won't even get into the kingdom. Here are people that were disciples, but he's saying, you're going to be out. Yeah. And now we get to this person who's, and he's saying, look, if you can't bring yourself to forgive people, mm-hmm. if you can't bring yourself to forgive the least, the last, the lowly, you're out. It goes right along, though, with the warning about better to maim yourself and cut off your hand entering into life than to go to Gehenna, than yeah. to go to the hellfire. Yeah. And here's a callback to that, this idea of a unending torture, because you can't ever pay this debt. Mm-mm. And so you have to forgive. Mm. Mm. But God, through his forgiveness, has given us the power to. Amen. And that's that's what we're looking at. We're Amen. not gonna we're not gonna pull this kind of forgiveness off on our own. We're only mm-hmm. gonna do it by the strength of His grace. So that's let's right. turn to that. Right. Let's wrap up here with a prayer. Holy God, thank you so much for the love that you've shown us. Thank you for this grace and this forgiveness. Help us to offer it to others. May we bring glory to your name in all ways. It's through your Son Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.